Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Hallelujah. All right. Are you happy you came? Okay. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. And thank you that one more time you will speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. What a blessing. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give all the glory to God. I hope you brought your Bibles to church. Okay. Let me see your Bible if you have it. I hope it's not just for church, but you also read it. Because I see that some people, when they take their Bibles home, they don't open it again. If you are like that here, raise your hand and let me see you. Okay. Oh, says he has confessed that his Bible is never opened. Even in church, he doesn't open it. How much more in the house? Amen. But we give all the glory to God. Lucky, how are you? All right. If you have your Bible, lift your Bible. Say, this is my Bible. I believe in what it says. I'll become what it says. And I'm a victor in life. Do what it says. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sefa doesn't have his Bible. Amen. Sefa, did you bring your Bible? No. Okay, you have an iPad. But we all want physical Bibles. Amen. Mm. What a blessing. All right. It's a blessing to be here this morning. And uh, I believe that God has given us a very big opportunity. Today, I want to conclude on uh, our series on soul winning. Amen. And I want to talk about two main things that has to do with uh, how to have effective soul winning or keys to accomplish effective soul winning. And um, I want to talk about follow-up ministry. Amen. Now, you must understand that everything that you set out to do will have challenges amen and i'm welcoming all those watching online also everything you set out to do will have challenges but sometimes there are certain keys that can help you overcome the challenges are you here because when we set out to do things we don't anticipate how they can go wrong all right for instance when we stand there and we say oh so winning we are going to use our tracts and uh how do you call it can i get one of those tracks give me one good we set ourselves when you go just say uh has anyone ever told you about we we think of it as in a perfect world but when you go on the field and you see that it's not like that so what are the keys that can help you so that when you step out there you are able knowing how to do something is not enough okay knowing how to do something is not always enough you know, do you, you can know how to cook, but what if you are cooking and the gas gets finished? You have to know how to manage to finish the food that you are cooking. You get it? Good. So, we want to look at one or two things that can help us 
Amen. So that we are effective in our soul winning. Praise the Lord. What is a key? A key is a tool that gives you access. And so I'm giving you some tools that gives you access to sewing. I hope by now you understand what sewing is and how important it is. You get it? Uh-huh. If you've been in church for a while, you've understood by now how sewing or what the benefits of talking to people and bringing them into church are. Sometimes, when we look around us as Christians, we lose the responsibility or the sense of responsibility to win people to God. And it's not our fault. Why? It's not our fault because we have a lot of uh, churches around us. And so sometimes when we look around, especially when you are not a big church, you feel irrelevant. And even if you're a big church, you feel relaxed. Why? You feel relaxed because you feel that what you are unable to do, a lot of people will still do it. So for instance, if you will be honest, when you set out for (laughs) evangelism, there are so many churches around here. And I'm sure sometimes you clash. You meet ICGC people. Even on this church alone, there are about six churches. The last time someone came to show me a church in the corner, I didn't even know there was a church there. So right on the street, just opposite us, there's a church. To go for a small, there's a church. There's another church. There's another church. If you flip, there's a church. ICGC, then there's another church. Then if you go to the main road, there are other churches here. If you take this straight route, going to transition, there, there are about three churches. Royal, uh, what's the name? Victory, Pentecost, Methodist. You keep going. So many churches. And when you decide to take Academic City to just off Academic City, there's a, another church there. So this small area alone, yeah, I can count about 10 churches. And the truth is that when you look at these things, it makes you feel like, oh, oh we are okay. <laughs> but Genesis 39, look at Genesis 39. You don't think that people are saved because there are churches around. Look at it. This was... Uh, shepherds fighting over space and sheep and this is what happened he said what it's not the whole land before thee separate thyself I pray thee from me if thou will take the left hand then I will go to the right if thou depart to the right then I will take go to the left 10 
So go back to verse 9. There's a lot of room for all of us. Okay. And don't even think that people are saved. It's quite unfortunate that we are all crowded together like that. But you must understand that the people who go to King Jesus may be different from the people who come here because of maybe presentation. The people who go to this ministry may be different from the people who come here. Please, you understand. Good. That should actually make you know that there's relevance still. You, you have something to do. You have a part to play. There's something that you must accomplish. There's something that you yourself, without you doing it, it cannot be done. There's something that Christ's love must do. There's something, something that Christ's love must accomplish. Are we here? Good. So when you understand this, you are not going to be discouraged or look, uh, how do you call it? Irrelevant. Remember, we were just about uh, in our first meeting here after COVID. We moved into this church three years ago, coming out of COVID with nothing, zero. We moved here, I think, 2021. Someone help me. Oh, yeah, 2020, and we are in 2023. And when we came, I think our first meeting we were about 17 people. Now, when we were coming, there were churches here. There was a church opposite us. And there were churches all around. But it didn't stop us from coming to do what God has for us. When we came, we did our best. We are doing our best. We grew this church. And you'll be amazed. Out of everything that really is Christ's love today, I believe in Accra started from here. The building, we are building the branches. Yeah, I don't. This was the first meeting, but this was the beginning. Yeah, the building, the branches. Today, by the message of God, as we are here, we have about seven other branches. If we had said, mm, what can we do? Sometimes it's deeper than what you think. Sometimes it's your effort is not just like what you see on the surface. Sometimes your impact is actually bigger. Sometimes the end to what God wants to accomplish is actually bigger. Do you get it? So it's not really about, oh God, there are so many churches and we have ICGC and sometimes when you go, you talk to someone, you say, I go to church. It's like, it's a sin to invite someone. <laughs> Last week I invited a lady to church. She just, I go to my, I'll go to my church. Hey, uh, it's not, <laughs> it's not war. You see, that's so that now it looks like even if you invite people to church, it's a sin. So, we ourselves we must understand this thing that this is the will of God. I hear, I don't know how true this is, but I hear the man who warned Billy Graham to Christ. In that, in that crusade he did, it was only one person who showed. It was only Billy Graham who came. I don't know how I validated the stories. And I'm asking myself, ah, so 
That night, maybe the man may have been discouraged. But look at what Billy Graham did. Last week, we watched the story of Papa Adeboe. And you ask yourself, maybe as at that time, the man may have been Papa Akindo Yemi would have been uh, discouraged that the church was not going the way he wanted it to. But at the end of the day, you will see that it was not about the man. You see, there are greater purposes to the things of God. That sometimes is not really about you. You may see like, oh, we're having church. Maybe the reason why we are even still here is just because of, uh, what is it called, Kennedy. Maybe God just wants Kennedy to come. Then after he said, okay, go to EB. But I don't even know why we are still here. We probably we have to, we are weighing in the options. We may have to go looking at what's happening. But you see that the purposes of God are bigger. And you just have to play your part. Do you see it? It's bigger. It's big, way bigger. Like, it's often so big that you can't even put your small mind to understanding it. Like, in, in a certain sense that, oh, today I went to church, only uh, three people came. Okay. That, those three people, do you know what God wants to use them for? <laughs> I don't know if you understand. When I, was a, when I started this church, as a pastor of Christ Love Accra. Our average in meetings were about maybe four. Or, yeah, four. And it was just three first-year students. And that's Pastor Derek, Pastor Gamel, and Alfred. Three first-year students. Now, these three first-year students, I could have easily got gotten discouraged and said what is this, is this church and mind you the whole church was under a tree but i kept going this was a church i kept going for how many months about four months hallelujah i didn't allow what i was seeing to discourage me i didn't allow welcome sir I didn't allow what I was seeing to what? To discourage me. I didn't allow what I was witnessing to discourage me. I kept on pushing. Little did I know that these three guys mm, were going to be strong pillars and also men of God. If I looked at them on the surface, I would not have. I would have given up. Can you imagine? You finish your master's. Everybody wants you to work. Family is putting pressure and you are, you say you're a pastor and you wake up, you dress up and Sunday morning you've worn your suit, your shoe, you've polished. You know, I used to wear sandals to church. Then one day the Holy Spirit said, no, don't wear sandals. Wear shoe. So I started wearing my shoe. Then you get to church, <clears throat> and guess what? You have your feet are dirty. The sun is scorching. You have other church, churches doing 
their service and you can't even hear yourself. Then guess what? Three people are sitting in front of you. But you see, those three people are not just three people. <clears throat> Rebecca was pregnant. She had gynecologists would have said she has two babies in her wombs. But God says she has two nations in her womb. Are you here? So, I want you to understand that God's plans and purposes are bigger and greater. God's plans and purposes are what? Bigger and greater. Say God's plans and purposes are bigger and greater. God's plans and purposes are bigger and greater. And that should be your motivation. Are you here? That should be your motivation. All right. So today I want to share with you two important keys, okay, that are going to help you to be able to win effective, win effectively souls into the, into the church and into the kingdom. Number one, the key of massive church organization. Massive church organization. This is a, a work for the Lord church. Here, everybody works here. You get it. That's why you can come to church and after three weeks, Charlie, you have to be doing something. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the principle that this church is built on. You get it. Good. So everything we preach is geared towards working for Jesus. So if you are here, you have to start psyching up your mind that one of these days you have to be doing something. And I like the fact that our sister is now sitting at the window welcoming people. Oh yes, clap for Jesus for that. I remember a few months ago, she was being dragged to church, literally. And she, she would come to church frowning like, I, I, I have, I'm busy, I have to go down. But today, by the blessings of Almighty God, she's serving. Let's give a clap to Jesus one more time. So she's a perfect example of what God wants to do with you and me. Amen. Good. Now, churches must be organized. Our branches must be organized. And every branch has members. Okay. When I preach it, I don't just preach it. The message actually goes to all the branches too. Permit me when I use some of these things. 
Because the message I'm preaching is what will be preached next week in all the branches. For every branch to be effective at soul winning and do it well, there has to be organization. And when I talk organized, I'm talking about church members understanding that they must allow themselves to be organized. A pastor can have the mindset that I'm going to organize my church members. But if the church members don't understand that they have to be organized, it cannot work. Are you here? If the church members cannot understand that they must be organized, it cannot work. So I'm talking to church members also here. Church must be organized. How will the church be organized? Now, remember, the job of a pastor is not just to preach and to teach, but most importantly, to lead. And teaching and preaching, is they are all-inclusive in leading. Do you understand that? Okay. Church will be very boring if all you can do for God is to come and sit down in the morning and wake up and go back. Are you here? Church will be very boring if all you can do for God is to what? Come and sit down in the morning and go back after two hours. Just listen to a nice message. And when you go back, like a walking you go and put your Bible away. And you never open it again. You don't even listen to message. That kind of lifestyle will not make you grow as a Christian. Your Christianity is a full-time responsibility you take where you focus on church okay but most importantly you are able to focus on church because first you focus on the lord jesus amen so remember the ability to sustain your church life emanates from your ability to having sustained your relationship with Jesus in your closet. So if you don't have a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus, you can't have a church life, which is very important because the church is the expression of God to the world. If God wants to do anything today, some people say many things. Oh, our church is not important. It's in your heart. Serving God is... A... Those people, they don't understand what they are saying. It's like I take this Bible and say, oh, the Bible is not important. It's about the Holy Spirit. I was listening to a man of God recently, and he made that statement. He said, the Bible is a historical book, and it is the spirit in you that matters. And I'm like, do you know the number of spirits that hover around us? <laughs> And if so, if you give ear to a spirit, it will tell you things. By the way, we have neutral spirits who are not evil, who are not good. They, they are just hanging in the realm of the spirit. 
They can give you knowledge. Hmm? So, don't tell me that I'm a Christian and you don't have a relationship with God. When was the last time you talked to God alone? When was the last time you spoke to God? When was the last time you woke up? When was the last time you said, I'm going to pray? When was the last time you had time for yourself to take your Bible and say, oh, I'm meditating or I'm reading? When was the last time you opened your notebook? When? Serving God is good, but you can't sustain serving God if you've not sustained relating in your closet with Christ. So I'm charging everybody as, an, as, a, as part of our efforts to be organized. We are starting from personal organization where we must go back and find God. The only time some of us we used to pray and fast was when we needed something from God. When we wanted admission. That was the time we prayed. We have so much time to watch all these things. We have so much time to think about life. We have so much time to watch TV. But not much time to pray. When the last time you, you woke up in the morning and said, oh, Today I feel like just going to botanical gardens and just speaking in tongues. When the last time you took a message and said, I'm listening to this message. I want to hear something about the Holy Spirit. Amen. The church is becoming quiet. Because you don't just carry the flyer. Okay, and go and tell someone. You must, you must come with something in you. Oh? Yeah. You say you want to cook rice. You put the pot on fire. What? Where is the rice? No rice. It's empty pot you eat. Now, when you develop a relationship with our Lord Jesus and practice that relationship, it builds what we call the fear of God and the love of God. Write it. A good relationship with Christ will generate two main things in your heart. The fear of God and the love of God. Now, what is the fear of God and what is the love of God? The fear of God is that reverence, that Fear, literally. That makes you, like, that thing in you that makes you afraid that I cannot do ABC because if I do it, God will punish me. Now, don't mind people who tell you God cannot punish you. God still punishes people. God still chastises his children. Amen. So as a pastor, I should have a fear in me that I'm not allowed to do certain things. If that fear is not there, Charlie, everybody will go off. When I see people <laughs> who do things anyway, I just ask them, like, hey, are you not afraid? 
because I know what it means. You see, Paul says something. I think in First Corinthians he said, "Knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of Almighty God. God is like a coin. He has two sides: the lion side and the lamb side." When you become a baby Christian and you are growing up, you see the lamp side where you feel goosebumps and happiness and joy. But when you grow and you start misbehaving, hey, he can show you his lion side. But God has a long group. So that it's almost like, oh, God, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's a good uncle. No. If you mess up, God can actually end the bad thing. Once you taste that side, your life is changed. So, don't abuse the opportunity you have to enjoy the daddy, daddy side of God. Do you get it? I've heard a song. It said, my daddy, my daddy. <laughs> if, you, if you joke and God shows you the other side. You can't sing that song again. Yes. Have you seen that in the house? The older children behave than the younger children. Why? When I was growing up, my dad, all my bigger siblings, they, they all were behaving like, but me, I could, I could feel free. Why? Because the children always sort of don't know the real nature of their father. You get it. Mm-hmm. So when you spend time, you know that side. And you see, God will give you the fear. It's the fear of God that does not make you experience that side of God. Do you get it? You know, sometimes you can you can overstep your boundaries with someone and they show you a side of them, then quickly you wish you never did it again. Hmm? Yes. Like you take for granted. Maybe you are relating with someone, then you, you, the person is so free, then you overstep, then the person quickly corrects you and says, hey, I never knew this person can be like this. Hey, I'm shocked. That's how God is. So when you, when you relate to God, he will give you the fear of God. So you don't get to that level. Because that level, you can even die where God corrects you. It's at that level that Paul says something like, let us, let us deliver his soul to Satan so that we can save his spirit. Hey. Because a guy went to sleep with his father's wife. In first Corinthians, let's deliver his soul to Satan. Let's deliver his body to Satan so that his spirit will be saved. Deliver such an one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of our Lord. Can you imagine Paul talking like this? Then immediately he gets to first Corinthians and he's talking about love is kind, love is patient, love is this, love is like, ah, is this the same Paul that is saying we should give someone to Satan? Uh-huh. So relating personally with God, he'll give you fear, holy reverence, so that you don't even go to that extent. Do you understand? Then two, he'll give you the love of God. The love of God is like the fuel. It's a feeling. It's a, it's a certain sensation where you have and it helps you to go 
Hallelujah. It helps you to go. Now, when you have these two things, your behavior in church will now be correct. Because when you have the fear of God, you won't wait for someone to come to your house and say, let's go to church. You will just come. You say, oh, pastor, is there something I can do in church? It was when you began to have the fear of God that you started behaving. But if you don't have the fear of God, can you imagine these people when we started the church? One day they said, they called me and said, Pastor, today we are all not feeling too good, so we can't come to church. I said, oh, that's okay, fine. Then we went, Jifana. Then I caught them. They went to another church. And do you know why they went to that church? Because that church had music. And our church, they didn't have music. Hey, they betrayed us. Many times, this guy, this pastor, he won't come for midweek service. Because there's no fear of God. But when the fear of God came, because he's begun to relate with Christ, you see that he behaves by himself. So your personal relationship with God is now going to fix your relationship in the church and your behavior in the church. Else you make the work difficult. Because remember, we are talking about organizational. But if you yourself, you've not organized yourself, we can't organize you. It will be burdensome. If we say you are coming for evangelism, your evangelism should have been because this morning you were listening to a message by Benny Hing in your room and he was talking about the Holy Spirit and the manifestations of and the gift of prophecy. And you're like, God, I want the gift of prophecy. And the Holy Spirit said, if you can reach out tonight, I'll, sh- I'll manifest. That's how I used to go for evangelism. I'll, I'll watch videos and I'll hear about the gift of word of knowledge, the gift of this. And then I'll be like, okay, then I want to see the manifestation of this gift. So I'll wake up and I'll say, I'm going to Ayodhya for evangelism. And in the rain, I'll be walking and I'll be talking to people. And I'll be trying to practice. Me, when I see something, I want to practice it. I'll practice and I say, God says, I should tell you, it may be my mind, it may be this, but I use faith. And that's how, that's how come I'm here today. Are you here? But you, zero love and zero motivation. So Saturday, you've even forgotten. Sunday morning, you've even forgotten that they say, why? Because there's no love in your heart. And there's no fear. Can you imagine on a Sunday morning like this? Pastor Mubarak, then I'll be in the house. Doing what? Doing what? No, ask me, what will I be doing? Or you saying because I'm a pastor? No. Even if I was not a pastor, doing what? Doing what? So, say I'm going to organize my Christian life first. I'm going to organize my Christian life. How many of us are going to organize our Christian lives? Like you are going to take a personal decision and put in personal effort. Like as you are here, you're going to tell yourself, look, enough of their own seriousness. Because as you are here, you don't fornicate. You don't drink. You don't... I mean, you are not like a bad, bad person. The most painful thing is someone who is not bad who will end up in hell. And they're like, you should have done bad and gone to hell proper, proper. Eh? Or, 
Because someone, as I'm talking, someone is robbing, killing, doing cocaine, doing many bad things. He, someone, and when he goes to hell, he knows that he has end it. You, you are not bad. You are being afraid. When you see police, you are running. You don't, you don't like trouble. Then you are still going to hell. Is it not foolishness? Meanwhile, you could have easily used the neutrality to come to Christ and do some good works and enter heaven. Believe in Jesus and enter heaven. So when you have fixed your personal relationship with God, now you come to the church. You see that there's love in your heart for God. Let me tell you, there's no way you can sustain church life if you've not sustained your personal relationship with God. The reason why you are not motivated about church, the reason why you are not happy, the reason why you come to church and everybody's dancing and singing and you are looking at us and what is, what is, what is happening here is because your personal relationship with God is, is not working. But if you can fix your personal relationship with God, you see that it will lead you into the church. It will lead you into the church. There's a link that you can press on in your closet that takes you to this page, this Christ love page. Now, you see that Saturday you are here in the morning. Pastor, what can we do? Because something is in you. Something is working in you. Then now the church can now organize you. He said, can we go for evangelism at Wisconsin today? The pastor, let us go. You are at Wisconsin. Now, again, that personal relationship is the same tool that is going to serve as your, 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 your gun or your, your weapon to witness. What is the use? Give me the paper again. What is the use of this paper to someone who doesn't love God? To someone who doesn't fear God? someone you see the, the 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 disciples they said we are witnesses of what we say of what we've seen that's what peter said and we are witnesses of this man and, and his death so you should have a personal relationship if someone asks about pastor mubarak pastor derek can see something or yeah, he's related with me for a while. But what Pastor Isaiah will say will be deeper than what Pastor Derek will say. But Pastor Derek, Pastor Isaiah knows me better. Are you here? Maybe Sefan, you they ask if a person will say, oh, he's that man, he's a nice person. His church is a, oh. But what, what else can he say? He doesn't know where I live. He doesn't know anything about me. All he knows is, oh, he's, um, he's my pastor. He, yeah, he's, he preaches. His preaching is funny. That's all you say. So, how are you going to talk about God when you don't relate with God? It will make you shallow. It will make you shallow. That's when questions pop up. Your face will go like, okay, wait. If God is good, if you are telling me, I told you don't entertain arguments. But let me tell you, some people will pull you into argument. Yes. And at that point, you see that this one will have to go outside. Then what is in you now? 
Oh, come on. At that point, if you don't know Jesus personally, what would you say? Has everyone told you that God loves you and that he has a wonderful plan for your life? Okay, let me ask you, sir. If God loves me, why did he allow my mother to do, to, to do this? Why did he allow? When I met, when I started the fellowship back at Kumase, I met a lady, our first member, and I asked, I said, God loves you. She was crying. And I said, God loves you. She said, no. God doesn't love me. God does not love me. If God loves me, explain this to me. And she said, my mother and my sister and I, we traveled to UK. When we got to the airport, they looked at our picture and said it was not us. Then they put us in the plane that day and brought us back to Ghana. If God loves me, why did that happen to me? This one, is it John 3.16 you used to explain? You see, you yourself, your face, that is when you yourself, if you are not careful, you say, it's true. It's true. Because if I look at my life, <laughs> I don't believe God loves <laughs> Let's go. God doesn't love us. Then you'd rather cause more problem. It's funny, but it's not funny. You've caused more harm. Because, listen, you must experience God for yourself. It's not a paper. It's, it's nice, but I'm telling you, these are the keys that can make you more effective. And let me tell you, so when it works, we've seen it this whole month. We've been looking at Dr. Billy Graham. It's simple. The simplicity of the message is what eludes people, but I'm telling you, it's so powerful. God loves you. Then you put up it's true. Three years ago, I also experienced something like that. But all through it, God has been faithful. Think about it. It could have been this, it could have been that. God did not promise us. Now you are sharing your personal testimony. Do you get it? Your personal testimony with a person. Yesterday I met sit down. I said, I met someone married since 2016 with, with no child. And the person was, we were talking, I was about to pray with him. Then I, I just remembered something. I said, hey, do you know this man of God? I began to share other men of God's experience. Yes. This man of God, he married nine years. He didn't have his child. Meanwhile, he's, he was an assistant to a great man of God. This man of God, 15 years. This man of God, 12 years. You see, when you have a, something you know yourself, you see, you can now begin to share with other people. Are you in church? Are you understanding my message? Or you don't understand? <laughs> Let's go to First Peter. Sharabayabalabayaba. Hmm. 
See, I'm going to experience God for myself. I'm going to experience God. All right. Second Peter 1 3. Second Peter, not first Peter, sorry. Are you there? <clears throat> what I'm trying to make you understand this morning, you see, is becoming useful to the church through your personal encounter with our Lord and Master Jesus. Becoming what? Useful to the church. To your personal encounter. Your, the, 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 the extent to which you can do something for God with your life. Okay? And maybe you are here and you, you have a challenge or you have a problem. And you are thinking that pastor will preach about solutions for your money, your financial issues. That's not the message I'm preaching. But this thing can give you that solution. Second Peter 1, 3, he says that God has given us, according to his power, God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. But how does it come? Through the knowledge. Through the knowledge. This knowledge is translated in the, in the Greek. It's called epignosis. Epignosis. It is two words. Epi and gnosis. Epi. Epi means something that's on top, like first. Gnosis is the knowledge of mysteries. So, the, the first or the highest type of knowledge, the highest type of mystery you would ever know. Do you get it? Now, this epignosis is relational knowledge. It can only come when you've related with our Lord Jesus. That's how it comes. So, Festus can never be effective in his church evangelism, soul winning, whatever, till he has had epignosis. And it is out of this same epignosis because epignosis opens you up to understand the mysteries, complexities, and it, it makes you appreciate God in a certain way that the normal or ordinary person does not appreciate. Are you here? It makes you appreciate. If you go, an unbeliever can confuse you. Yes, they can tell you something if you are not careful. 
you will stop believing in God yourself. Because you yourself, you are going, you are not strong. Let me tell you again. The only way you can actually win souls is when you yourself, you have a good relationship with God. Because there are some things, eh, when you experience them, nobody can tell you it's not true. If it's not entered your heart and it's in your mind, you are in trouble. The thing must first enter your And the only way the thing can enter, you need convictions, actually. That's what I'm talking about. Because you can meet someone who has more knowledge of the Bible than you. As a baby, we tell you, don't argue. Don't do this. Just but you yourself, you see that one day you'll be sitting there, a question someone asks you will come back and you yourself, you start thinking about it. All these guys, Adolf Hitler, Charles Darwin, all these, they, were, they were church people. Adolf Hitler was, I don't know, it's a mass server or something. Adolf Hitler. Charles Darwin, the person who proposed evolution, he was studying theology. The thing must move from here. Jesus Christ, the knowledge of him must move from here and enter here. When it enters here, that's when you know you are safe. When it is here, you can argue it out and, and be confused. Because many things here can confuse you. Are you here? So, your personal relationship it now leads you into the church. It now motivates you. It produces fear. The fear of God. It produces the love of God. It now leads you. It now leads you. It's now forming convictions. You wake up and you are doing things not because someone told you to do. Are you here? At this level, anything pastor tells you, you will do it. So, having done this, pastor will come and say, this Sunday, we are doing operation, bring a friend to church. You are not going to say, ah, me, I don't have friends. Meanwhile, you have friends you booze with. Already, the love is in your heart. Have you noticed when you don't love people, you can't give to them? It feels like you are wasting money when you give it to people you don't love. But when you love them, it's not waste. Have you noticed? How many of you will dish out thousand CDs and give to a shoemaker for doing your shoe? How much is the shoe itself? But you can easily give thousand CDs. Even you, you, you have workers, right? Let's be honest. Sometimes if you are paying them, say it's painful small. He doesn't want to say the truth. People who have even worked there, they have to take their salary. Because we work with our heads, not our love. If it was love there, you just discharge the money and say, I love you, take. But if maybe your wife was working for you, you see how you... Or your girlfriend. Did I say that? I'm not saying your girlfriend is working for you. I'm just, just an example I made. But you know, someone can... We, you see, workers... Big, big managers. They won't pay their workers. Then they will take their girlfriends to Dubai. Why? Love. So, 
There's nothing you can't do for God if you found him. If you found him, Ada, there's no command that will come from this pulpit that you will not do. It's not even a command. It's, it's like just an excitement. Are we in church? So, I'm charging you. Let us enter into the realm of organizing our personal lives first. Then now we come. The pastor will come and say, this Sunday we are having outreach at what's the name of that junction? Causeway Junction, the taxi rank. So everybody, we have a t-shirt. Come and wear it and we will be preaching and be sharing flyers. You see, Sefa cannot do that if he does not love God. Because when he's going to say, hey, tell me, I don't know if he's standing there, then go see my face. No! But if he loves God, he's willing. Those who love the Biaba, are they not willing to show their face? Me, I don't like Biaba. Recently, there was a police case. We were trying to put a container somewhere and some people came to squash the container. Then they said I should go and write statements in the police. Hey. I, I went and I was at the police. I'm like, I don't want to be here. This is not where I want to be. I'm, I don't want to be associated with police cases and I'm a pastor. I just want to be in my corner. I'm so, land guards and land, someone says, this is my, like, two people have their fight. Then you, you've got to put yourself in the middle. It's like, someone even can even harm you. I was lying down. God said, don't die a foolish death. Take your container and take it back. Because this one says the land is mine. This one says the land. Then before, you know, the person who go and do something funny and you are fighting some battle, I said, hey, carry the container. Take it away. I went to the CID man. I was there. The CID even sent me a message. Can you imagine? I was shocked. Let me see if I can read the message to you. <laughs> I was so shocked. The guy said, come for criminal investigation This is at OEB police station on Monday. I said, ah. I said, APG, forget about this container. But if I love litigation... I would want to be there because some people love it. Hey, some people hate to say, meet me in court. Some people love to, you know, pull things and show. I don't know if you understand. Yeah. Me, I don't like those things. I don't like those things. Yesterday, I went to a wedding with someone. The person has a nice car. So when, when the person went to park somewhere, you see, what you love is what you do. That's what I'm explaining. Some, and I, everybody was watching, and I noticed I'm not comfortable. Me, I just like I'll go and hide my corner, and just I don't want you to notice that I've come. But you see that this person went to park, and when he got, everybody was looking. I said, "Hey, <laughs> you see, until you love God, you will not be bold to stand for Him. You will feel like a burdened person. You feel like you are being used." Sometimes, when let's be honest, when you see people preaching by the way, don't you feel funny for them? Yeah, you can feel funny. You say, hey, this guy, he has his bold. Look how he's standing in the... Do you know why he doesn't feel that shame you are feeling for him? It's because he loves God. 
In love, there's no shame. Have you seen these young black guys who are with older white women? Hey! And you are feeling funny. Like, this guy, he's not ashamed at all. <laughs> we were in Dundee in Scotland and in a, amen, and in a Nigerian shop. A black, this is young guy, came with an older Scottish woman, I believe, to buy Indomie. And you could say, oh, this one, is, <laughs> this is someone and the mother. But it's not like that. Someone and the boyfriend. Uh, even the husband, because the guy was wearing a ring. You are ashamed. But love, they are in love. They are not ashamed. So, sometimes you can see someone. There's a guy that preaches. The speaker is not so good, but every evening he's faithful. I don't know if one day I took, but if I have money, I'll buy a speaker for this guy. He's boldly preaching. You see, when you see, you'll be even ashamed. But the guy is not ashamed. Only if you don't love Jesus, it's a key you will be ashamed of his work. But let's clap for the music team. I think they are doing well. What do you think? Today they did well. They are trying. They are trying. Oh, you're not. Oh, you don't think I'm being honest. <laughs> Last week I told you when you praise them, no. But I think they did well today. What do you think? Only I think people did well. Let's clap for them one more time. Kakra, kakra. Even though when we were about to sing, they sang. Someone, someone was singing and Olivia too was trying to sing, but it is well. But when you love God, you will not be ashamed of God. It takes love. It takes fear to come to church. It takes love to tell someone about God. You must love God genuinely. You must love God. And the way you can start loving God is start spending time. You know, sometimes you don't know you love something until you stay in the presence of that thing. You don't know how much you can appreciate something till you begin to what? Spend time. Till you begin to what? Spend time. Have you ever seen some food? They say, I don't like this food. I don't like this food. They say, oh, try it. Just try it. You know this thing they call soya? It's not soya. It's not the one. I'm talking soya. It's like kebab. They sell it at... Well, they sell it everywhere, but <laughs> they sell it at OEB in front of Valley View. But normally, I see a lot of women kind. It's box, 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 box. They say it's artificial meat. or something. It tastes like meat, but it's not meat. It's for vegetarians. So one day we were coming from OEB Church. You've seen it? Then Vanessa and Cole said, Papa, it's nice. Try it. It's nice. They say, me, I like meat. Hmm? So they gave me one. When I was eating it, I said, ah, but this thing is meat. They said it's no meat. They were tricking me, you know. My mind was telling me that it's meat. I said, it's no meat. Yeah, I want proper meat. But the thing is nice. Do you get it? Yeah, it's nice. Now, you will never know how something 
it's nice to you've tasted it. So as I'm talking about love, you never know that Charlie, loving God is so nice till you've actually set time apart. You know when you watch a movie and you skip, 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 you never really see the beauty of it. But when you decide finally to sit down and say, let me watch this movie, that's when you begin to. So you can do your Christianity in some basa basa way. You won't experience God's love. But when you set time and wait and say, okay, let me wait on God. Let me this year, let me not do my Christian life basa basa. Let me go to church. Let me when I wake up, let me pray. Let me get some Christian songs. Let me delete all these Coco Bongo songs from my phone. Let me, you know, it is at that point I begin to ah send there. Like, you know, that's when you begin to feel the joy of the Lord. You begin to feel all these things. Like, hey, I've been missing out. So, I'm encouraging you. Give this love thing a try. Give it a try. You've tried other things. Let's try this one too. Give messages a try. Give videos, Christian videos a try. Some of you like series. I want to suggest you download Benihin videos. Miracle Crusades. Billy Graham. Bishop Doug. And just give it a try and see. Only give it a try. You'll be shocked. Instead of watching YouTube movies on your phone. For once, just decide to just watch uh, a video by Prophet Hubert Angel. And let's see, you'll be amazed that you will find a new love which is going to help you. Love will make you bold. Organizing yourself. So I want you to go back and organize your Christian life. Massively. Massive. Like go and do a, a real organization. Say, Charlie, this year, it's not gone too far. Which has got into, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Get your earpiece. Always listen to a message. At least one message a day. Go on the podcast. You will be shocked. Out of that relation, the overflow. There are some things you hear. You just look for someone you want to share it with. And that will be your soul winning and evangelism. Are you here? Okay. So we are all going to organize our life. This is a key. A key that makes this work. This may work, but sometimes you see that you'll be having challenge. But if you fix this part, it will work. Sometimes <clears throat> you are trying to open. Someone give you a key. Oh, go and open my door. Then you go, then you open. You say, it's not work. Then you say, oh, lift it up a little and it will open. So this works, but I'm telling you, fix the relationship thing you'll be shocked you'll be effective only fix don't just listen to the song don't just listen to the songs listen to jesus also relate to jesus you'll be shocked that the song the ministration of the song will be different yes you can replicate what someone has done but you won't have the same results because the effectiveness of what they are doing is not lying in the lyrics they sing, but in the power that backs them. And where does power come from? God. 
So Pastor Derek can take my message and go and preach. But it will be nice. He may even preach it better. But it may not have the same effect. Because the power that is backing me as I preach is different from the power. If he has not found Christ and Christ is not backing him, everybody can, Bishop Redipo can stand and say, tomorrow by this time, you will receive a testimony. Pastor Mubarak can come and say, tomorrow by this time, you receive a testimony. Pastor Derry to come and say, tomorrow by this time, you receive it. You see that they, they will manifest in different ways. Bishop Redipo soon, tomorrow will not be up. It will happen. They, they capture people in Nigeria. They abduct people. One time they abducted Bishop Uzi. 12 o'clock they will be released. Before 12. They, 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 as he said, it, it is happening. But maybe Pastor Mubarak could say it and it will take <laughs> how many hours? Maybe Pastor Derek could say it and it won't even happen. Why? Because of the power. So if Pastor Derek can relate with God more, more power, if Pastor Mubarak can relate with God more, more power. If Olivia can relate to God more, more love, more power. So, Awakena, it's not just suit and shoe and nice hair. Your haircut is nice. But it is nothing if you've not spent time with God. It's nothing. If all the week, all through the week, you were ironing, Hey, it's powerful, but it tells someone Jesus loves you. Say, I'm hungry, Joe. Leave me. What Jesus is love me. No power. But if there's power, you say, Jesus loves you. Say, Amen. Amen. Are we going to relate? Are you sure? Okay. Number two key here is the key of what? Anakazo. The key of what? Anakazo. Luke 14, 23. Have you noticed that a lot of people have excuses when you go to tell them about God? Even you. You always make excuses. Are we here? Go to verse 20 and let's see something. Let's start. Let's start from the beginning. 16. Is it 16? Quick, 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 quick. Good. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. 17. And sent his servant at supper time to say to them, that were bidden. Come for all things are now ready. 18. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. So, one of the main challenges for every soul winner is the excuses of people. Is what? And they are legitimate. It makes sense. Oh, today, pastor, I can't come to church. What is wrong? My back, I can't even stand. Meanwhile, he's standing. Pastor, I don't have a dress. Pastor, yesterday I had a dream. When I woke up, it's like I've boxed. So I can't come to church. They began to make excuse. 
if you don't have a relationship, you yourself, you'll be making excuses. So, remember, when you step out there, it's not that when they see your nice face, they'll say, oh, we will come. No, it's not like that. They will give you excuses. They will give you tough time. So, winner, you have to be ready for tough time. You yourself, see how you give people tough time before now you are in church. Yes. The first said unto him, we are going to analyze their excuses. Are you in church? The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excuse. Okay. So this is the first excuse we are analyzing. Go back. An excuse is something that makes sense but doesn't hold water. Like, it's... If you look at it on the surface, it makes sense. But if you analyze it a little deeper, it's foolish. So, let's go to 17. A 16. Then said unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. So, it's a what? A dinner. Amplified. Great supper. Okay. Message. Yes. For there was once a man who threw a great dinner party and invited many. Okay. Go to verse 18. So I'm inviting you for dinner. Look at the excuse you are giving me. Give me the excuse. Say it. I have what? You can't see. Ten. Ah, you can't see here. Why? Or your eyes. You wear glasses. So why can't you see? It should be. Or it's too. Wow. May you see in Jesus' name. It's okay. It's not. It's not. He said, I've bought a piece of ground. Okay, Pastor Derek. In those days, there was no electricity down. So, even today, see how sometimes the area can be dark. If you bought a land, is it in the evening that you will go and check the land? Think about it. He said, I've bought a land. I must need go and say, I pray the have me as you. are you going to check your land in the evening? Is it not in the afternoon? So why can't you come to the dinner? It's an excuse. It's not true. Yes. It's a dinner party. You say you bought a land. Is it in the evening we check lands? Yesterday I was at OEB in the evening. The place is dark. You can't see anything. I was even thinking we need to get some poles and erect some lights. You can't see anything. So, don't tell me you are going to check your land. How can you know where the pillar is? It's not even safe for you. And this is Israel 2,000 years ago. It's not true. The guy is lying. But you see, Pastor Derek will say, oh really? Oh, okay, then next week. Now I'm not finding ready. Meanwhile, the church is empty. You could have told the guy you are lying. We don't check land in there. Let's go. Let's go to church. You will look a bit radical. But you see, it's that kind of radicality that brings people like uh, peace. Peace. 
to church. I was there one time. Doris was talking to PZ. He said, I can't come today. I can't say, you must come. We were at Grandstar. He said, you must come. You must come. <laughs> you must come. I have to go and check my land. No. After church, you will check your land. Then he left him. And Nakazu is simply saying no to people who say, I can't come to church. Now, if you, don't, if you don't love God, do you think you can do that? If you are not bold for God, do you think you, you can't do it? Let's look at the number two excuse and analyze it. The other said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray they have me excuse. Yoke of oxen is like harvest, combined harvester, where they use those, they, they, they just put the yokes on the ox. Is it the evening we farm? If you want to try your farm with those days where there's no light, is it in the evening, dinner time? In the night? They are culture had it that everybody will settle and they will have family time. So is it in the evening that we check dinner, uh, what do you call it, farming equipment? Where's the light? Is it that bobo, that thing they used to use those days that they used to check? It's not true. He's making an excuse. Because dinner is at least 7 to around 11 or 10.30. That's where the dinner actually starts. It's not true. Or you see some element of truth in it. No. Flip to the next excuse. Another said, I have married the wife. Therefore, I cannot come. Okay. This guy, if you are not careful, you think he's being true, truthful. But brother Peter, tell me how many women would not like to go for a dinner during their wedding night. Is it not even free dinner for you? You don't even have to go and waste money for refreshment or reception. So, the guy inviting him could have easily told him, hey, you, cry, you don't have money. Bring your wife and come and eat at their dinner. Are you getting it? This is the attitude every soul winner must have. Oh, they wake up and say, oh, and the next week, then they'll keep dribbling you like that. Some people, if it wasn't for the force exerted, let me be honest, look at me. If I had not put pressure on you guys, do you think you would be saved? And would I have been a good person? Yeah. Don't tell me you can't come. Come for the dinner. Is that the dinner rather than you must bring your wife? Yes. We're having a dinner. There'll be food. There'll be three-course meal. Everything. Don't tell me what. Are you going to sleep in the darkness with your wife? Oh, we need to spend time. After the dinner, you will spend time. It's even after after the dinner that you your time spent to be enjoyed. Come. You say, I can't come. Why can't you come? I've married. Nonsense. Come and enjoy your marriage under the dinner. Let's look at the other one if there is. To the servant naively. This guy he was not experienced so winner. 
naively goes back to the master and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to him, Go out quickly into the streets, into the lanes of the city, and bring it in the poor and the maimed and the hot. So you see that the people who must come into the church don't enter the church because we are not able to overcome the excuses of these people. If we can learn to overcome excuses, the church will be full. Yes. And sometimes the people that they are making, they don't even understand the severity of the problem. I was listening to Dr. Rodney Howard. He came to First Love Church and he was preaching. Then he said one time he went to a church. Then he did the altar call. When he finished, he felt in his spirit that two people had to come. So he kept saying, there are two more people here. You must come. Two more people. True story. Two more people. Two more people. Two more people. He said, just when he was about to say the prayer, he saw an old man and a young man. They joined and he just led the prayer. The next day, he went back to preach. The pastor said, Pastor Rodney, do you know those two guys who came later are dead? Yeah. He said, the young guy was involved in a shootout. He was driving home something and there were some gunshots and he got killed around 2 a.m. The old man slept and didn't wake up or so, something like that. That extra push is what saved their lives. Sometimes we, we pretend as if this heaven and hell thing is not real. But if it's not real, then backslide. Leave. But if you are in it, you may not take it serious. But it is true. So, the principle of what? Anakazu. What is Anakazu? To compel. To what? To compel means to necessitate. To make it necessary. Stefan, you go to Kennedy and say, we have a paper this morning. Let's go. And Kennedy is telling you, boy, me this morning, I'm not, I'm not feeling myself. I can't go. Ah! No, brother, you must go. Let's go and write it. You make it necessary. Necessary, like Charlie, we must go. No, it's not like one of those things where you can say, Oh, then next week. Ah, we've been in the in, in JHS all this now it's BC months, and you say you don't feel yourself. Brother, wake up and let's go. Now, most of us here, if it wasn't that school going was made necessary for us, we would not have gone. Yeah. But our parents made it necessary. There are times if you leave people and they'll do what they want. So you must, you must make things necessary for them. And you think you are the bad person. But don't worry. Don't worry. You will be shocked how their lives will turn out. A guy is being forced to come to church. 
A guy is being forced to come to church. This is Bishop Otis church. Always they force him to come to church. Always they force him to come to church. Then one day he just says, okay, let me just go. Then he goes to church. And the, the, the people say, they say, this is five minutes with Pastor T. You must listen. They say, okay. So, boy, he, get, he gets on this fire and then he begins to love it. He says he's trying, he's traveling to a flower or so. He's in a trotro. Then, something is like they are going then. He misses the road. So he just tells them it. I think he's going to get down maybe at Abuba Junction, but he didn't see the place. Well, so he says, mate, me see what. Then when he gets down, then he notices, he says, oh, mate, me patrol. Me, like, it's not here. Please let me get the mate is saucing. And he just, and he says, because he had the five minutes with Pastor Tini, he just felt like, you know what? Let me, let me walk and even listen. Guess what? He gets to that giant. A car has smashed where he was sitting. Killed the meat. Just like that. <laughs> where he was sitting. You see, you you be shocked how you necessitate like pulling people to church can help. They they won't know. Now you there if they say I can't come to church. Oh, next week. Next week has been three months. The people never come. I told you one time I was in a Hensan church. We were going past Gideon. Oh, Papa, this guy is dead. Every Saturday, he said, Oh, sorry, I saw your bebao. Oh, sorry, I saw And all the cool. Maybe if we had necessitated them. It means to persuade. You know when you buy a shoe and the guy says 300 and you say, Charlie, make I give you 150. He says, no, 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 make I'm 250. Say, oh, make I make I'm 170. Say, oh, 170, then no, you make I'm 300. Say, okay, this be 180. From 250 to 180. From 300, I mean, to 180. There's a persuasion going on. You must learn to persuade people. Paul said, this is why we persuade men. It's like you are lying to them. You have to stop, just tell them something. Something to just make them come. Because, Charlie, if you don't, they are headed for destruction. It means to threaten. Hey. <laughs> are you critical? It means to what? To even threaten people. One time I went to OEB. I was winning, uh, doing evangelism. At that time I was at OEB branch. And I went to this guy. And I suspect his girlfriend was in there. Inside. So I said, Charlie, come to church. Oh, yes, I can't come. You know, I can't come right now. Like, you don't expect me to dress up right now. I said, yes, you must come. He said, oh, but you didn't invite me early. And you don't know what I'm doing. I said, no. You must come right now. Say, ah, but where are you from? You don't know me and you are just forcing me to come. Say, please, I can't come. Next week. I said, what if by next week you are not alive? Ah, the guy said, I'm coming. He said, Sir, don't talk like that. <laughs> what if by next week you are not alive? 
he went to dress, wore some shirt. Hey, it wasn't easy. <laughs> Alfred, you were there. <laughs> What's that guy's name, Graham? And some, some funny name. Then, guess what? When he came to church, I prophesied to him. I said, I see you doing computers. I say, it's true, it's true, it's true. Then he came to hold my leg. I said, oh, look at this guy. <laughs> but I remember, I said, what if next week you are not alive? You threaten them. Some, I've seen some videos. Say, today, some guys holding a cane. He said, today you will go to church. How many of you have seen those videos? One guy, he brought a mat. He said, I'm not in the house. He said, okay. I'm waiting for you here. Holding his cane. Like, if you don't go, we will lash you today. I'm not the one saying, this is the Bible we say, and threaten them. Hallelujah. Anakazu has a brother called Biazo. I'm wrapping up. It's the same word broken into different meanings. So uh, there are actually three things: Anakazo, Biazo, and Anadea. This is a closely related word. It's called Biazo. Now, what is Biazo? Biazo is to use force. Okay, now to use force. Force. How can you use force to bring people to church? Oh, sir, today there's no water. So, even if I want to come, I can bath. Oh, there's no water. Eh? Okay. I'm coming. We'll go and buy one bag of <laughs> voting. They bring your bucket. Go and bath. Oh, sir. There's no, there's no, I don't have soap. Oh, okay, I'm coming. Go and buy Medisoft. You can't dribble me today. This is the extent to which we will go. If they say, oh, next week, then your church is empty. Then your church is empty. Meanwhile, I said that my house may be full. And remember, all these things you are doing, there are benefits to it too. It's not that you are doing them, Keke. Last week, we looked at the benefits. Wisdom. This is how you fix your life. It's amazing how we do many things to get certain things. But when it comes to God, it's a big deal. These things I'm doing, if anybody, any guy here has tried to corner a girl, it's the same principle. It is the same principle. Oh, my mother is in the house. Oh, don't worry me, I'll just, we can stand outside. You, the mother is there, but you still want to go to the house. Yes. I have a paper tomorrow. Oh, you won't be long. Don't worry. You know what you want to do. So you are, even when the lady has a paper, you say, still, I want to see you. 
I've missed you. Can you visit me? I don't have money. Oh, I'll send you Momo. I saw a video on YouTube. He said, they, uh, they, they gave it to a lady and they told the lady, the, guys, the guy you took transport from and you did not go, he's coming. Run. Some of the girls ran away. <laughs> it means a lot of ladies take transport. I hear it's a serious scam now that people, ladies have. They say, come to my house. They say, send, uh, transport. And you send 200. Then she won't come. You are willing to send 200 to a girl to come and visit you for whatever reason. But you are not willing to buy shoe. 100 CDs for someone who says, I don't have shoe to go to church. Some guys can force. When a guy likes a girl, she can be living at Mataiko. He would drive to Mataiko and not feel tired. But a soul, you won't drive to Mataiko for a soul. Hey. It's you. You don't have credit, but you talk to your beloved. But when it comes to call center, you say, My data is finished. What are verses? I am preaching. <clears throat> the world is forcing us. You see, this is the same principle the world is using. But it's just that we can't see through the lines. Listen, today, even if you don't want to hear unbeliever song, you will hear and sing them. Sometimes, as a pastor, don't you have some of these songs coming into your head? Me, I have them every time they come. Like, so I have to remind myself that, hey, I'm a, I'm a pastor. One time I was just driving up. But Peter, do you know the song that came to me? Holy Sekeni Woi. I said, ah, where from this song at this time? Like, the thing, you see, all my body and this is just like last week or so. Satan is not afraid of. And you know, it's because they've the song ah, everywhere is there. They are forcing us. They are compelling us. Look at what they did at the Grammy recently. Performance, satanic performance, worship of Satan. Offensive to Christians, but they are doing it. Look at what they did in Brazil. Recently, they did Commonwealth Games. Idolatry. They are pushing it on us. Look at LGBTQ. How they are imposing it. Threatening it. Uganda wants to pass an anti-gay law. U.S. says, if you pass it, there are replications. Open threats. But look at us, Christian. You can't even threaten sinners. If you don't, what you from If you don't give your life to Jesus, you will die and you will go to hell, which is true. Why can't you see it? You must. That's why you must fix your relationship with Christ. Because if you've not fixed your relationship with Christ, you yourself you can't go and stand because you yourself you're a dead man. You yourself you don't know your fate. You don't know your future. 
They are forcing it on us. Everything. Music. Everywhere. How many Christian radio stations can you pick in Ghana? Over how many stations? All of them. Sankwas. So, there's no way a new song, a worldly song, let me tell you. There's no way a worldly song will come out and you, you won't hear. Even unconsciously you will hear it. Oh, because let me tell you, even your apostle Selman message you want to watch on YouTube, Bishop Dark message, is it not funny that even before you watch Bishop Dark, Chatawali's advert has come? Oh, I'm not speaking the truth. Yeah. They'll put 30 seconds Shatawale before you see your bishop that if you don't want to see Shatawale. And they do it in a way you have to wait at least five seconds to see it before you can skip. Some of them you can't even skip. They will tell you must watch all the 30 seconds. So what is wrong if I tell you compel people to come to Christ? They are compelling you. That's how come you end up singing the song without knowing that you are singing it. And what you're doing in that advert you are seeing is affecting you unconsciously. Yeah. It's affecting you. As you if you leave church today and you are going, I can bet you the Uber you're sitting, put on the radio. An unbeliever song will be playing. Even you, you cry, you claim you're a Christian. If you 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 some of you will do those TikTok water and you put these people, their songs on it. Yes! But it's like, as for God, we don't force God on people. You don't know what you are talking about. We don't have to force people to give their life to God. Ah! Satan is forcing people to worship him. You don't, you don't see it as force. How many Christian ladies control the fashion? I'm asking you. Do you know what controls fashion? It's the world. You, you, yours is just to go and you buy. You don't call the shots. They even determine what you wear. Go to campus, you see. All the young ladies. The trend is now dress and show your stomach. Where did they come from? All the youth, the trend is wear easy slippers. Where did they come from? They force it on us. They force it. And now even our governments can look at our cartoons. Look at our Spider-Man that we used to enjoy. Last time I checked, Spider-Man was kissing another guy. Superman was kissing. Those days, if you watch Superman, see him macho like that, then he has a girlfriend. Now, even if you is a girl, we pray. It's like now fornication is even better. Because if you see a guy fornicating, thank God. Oh? Eh? Thank God, because it's not another guy. He's fornicating with a woman. That one is even better than... <laughs> it's like now... <laughs> now if, if you go and catch 
someone maybe a parent goes to cut the, the son with another girl, he, she should be happy. <laughs> because you, what if it was another guy? God forbid. You see Superman like that, then he has a kissing another guy. He's Spider-Man. Kissing another guy. And you can you design Spider-Man? Can you design Superman? So, whatever you do, you watch. But we, we can't do anything. So, Biazo is to force. And that's why we must stick to God for power. To force these people. And the reason why they can force us is because they have money. Money, money. They call the shots. Are you here? And finally, as I close, Anadia. Unashamedness. Anadia is unashamedness. The world is not ashamed. Shamelessness. But Peter, Christians are ashamed today. Christians are ashamed. If you like right now, let me just, let me just, after church, let me just say, okay, all of us, we are going to the streets. We are going to win souls. Hey! Some people will just be. Some people don't even want to. Sometimes when you see, maybe you are going. Yesterday, like I was going to a wedding or something. Yeah, I think on my way. It was Friday or so. I saw a church and they were doing brass band. It's like, it's mockery. It's that when you see them, you the Christian cry. That's the feeling. It's like, ah, they are, they are being mocked. As they are busy raising the banner of Christ, though. If it was you, you hide your face. Sometimes you see these people, you know those placards, we used to do them, and we'll start very soon when we get to it. Some people will wear nose masks and cover their whole face. And be holding them. Do you know why? They don't want their face to show. But you, you go on YouTube and you see young ladies foolishly talking about sex on these blocks. One, one video I chanced on, the girl was saying she had sex with three guys. And she was saying it. And she was even talking about the sex position she enjoys. With her face wide open. But you can't hold placard without wearing those masks. When you wear a dress like this, you've covered yourself too much. You've covered yourself too much. Can't you wear anything? But if you wore something skimpy, that's a hey, you're looking good, girl. Hey! We are ashamed. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of God. I'm not ashamed. Brother Peter, I'm not ashamed. We can't even talk about God. There are some people when you meet them and you want to talk about God, you are intimidated. As if they give you food. But they talk about everything. They fool. They talk about nasty things. They are not ashamed. If, Pastor Derek, 
if you had Facebook or Twitter and you wanted to post Jesus loves you, hey, you see, you'd be wrong. what the people think. But someone will wake up and just come and post something silly. Charlie, this be the girl in Botos. Then you post the girl's Botos. Then you see people liking, retweeting. But you just write, Jesus, Jesus loves you. Nobody would like it. You even be ashamed to write it. That's why I love Billy Graham. That he was not ashamed. Everywhere he went, he declared the gospel. So, these are the two keys. Amen. Your relationship with God will be the first factor to push you through these ones. Let your mindset be fixed. When people tell you excuses, don't buy it. When they say, I can't come, they say, oh, you can come. My aunt Tom or so. He said, I can't come. He said, you can't come. And be serious. Say you, you can come and you must come. Because your life, you don't know. And people, people, people act all oh, nothing. You fall down one, you are nothing. One malaria can put you. You don't know life. I was talking to a woman. She said, Pastor. She has a house. She said, Pastor. When I got sick, I forgot I even... She said she lost her memory. She said she forgot she even had a house. Recently, an American actor has been diagnosed with dementia. Bruce Willis. Dementia means you don't remember anything. You see your wife and you... Who are you? Why are you touching me? Where do I know you from? Man, is nothing! Ah, I said, man is what? Recently, I came down with malaria. Ah. My body was shaking. I couldn't even control. When I want to control, it's shaking. Hey, malaria and pony. You are nothing. Shampoo looks so dignified that I don't even poo So big. It's like they have biodigester in their belly. It changes the thing and they don't have to poop. But you are nothing. Let me tell you, let's be shameless. You get it? Let's be shameless. It's better. You tell them, if they don't hear, fine. But don't, don't look at someone and say, this person looks too good to be preached to about God. Have you seen people like that before? Like, Those are the people who often need <laughs> God. And I believe God will help us. Hallelujah. With the same heart, when we bring people in, let us follow up on them. Let us what? Follow up on them. Let us follow up on people. Let us follow up. What does it mean to follow up? To follow up is to take your Bible, to take a simple message, to go to the person's house, to sit with the person and to share the word of God with the person. If you're a pastor, that is what you must do. You don't just do, you don't just evangelize. There's a graph I wish I could show it to you. It talks of how population began to increase. It goes on. 
then it gets to a place and you see, because of interventions in the world, initially people used to die anyhow. Yeah, before the 1940s or so, mortality rate was so high. Let me see if I can get it for Alfred. Mortality rate was so high. I don't know the year, but around, apparently around the 30s, 40s. But suddenly medical interventions came. First, if you are going to give it, there's no anesthesia. So you scream, scream, scream. If you can't, can, if you can't contain the pain, you die. Yeah. No immunization, so babies will die anyhow. First, simple malaria will kill you. But when anti-malaria, anti-this, vaccines, this, you see that those were interventions that sustained lives. Follow-up is an intervention in the church. Aha. Uh -huh. Thank you. Number of people. Good. So, around 1960, the thing began to shoot up. You see? And you know what made the thing began to go? The medical interventions. So, the church is like a basket. Okay? Like this. As you pour souls, naturally, they won't, they, they, they will pass through. Because there are people here, they, have, they, have, they won't be in church today. Yeah. Even some of the people in suit. <laughs> but do you know what? We have to find a way to stop the people. So everybody like try to cover. You get it. Or we put a rubber around it. The rubber you are putting is to be able to stop people from moving from the net. And that rubber is what we call follow-up. Because when you follow up on people, you don't lose them. There are people who are not in church today. If we follow up on them consistently after a while, you see that they will be stable like you are stable. And follow-up is not just Sunday morning. Follow-up church starts from Monday. Midweek review. Check on people. Ask them how they are doing. Visit them. Counsel them. Talk to them. That is what makes the church stand. I'm ending with our series on soul winning. And in a nutshell, what I've taught you today is go and love God. That is the beginning of your fruit bearing. For you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have ordained you. And I have sent you forth. To go and bear forth fruit. So fruit bearing, it comes from a relationship. And that your fruit should now remain. So your ability to contain starts from the messages you watch. The videos you are watching. Hallelujah. The songs you are listening. So let's receive the grace to love God and walk in the fear of God. It will propel us into a realm of what? Of quality service unto God. Tell me whose fit Sojaman is going to be successful if he has not gone through training. Tell me which doctor will be successful if he has not gone through training in medical school. And tell me which pastor will be successful if he has not spent time.
with God. If he has not spent time with God. Not spend time at the laundry and on Sunday just come and hold a mic here. That is at a certain level. But as you go, you must reach out. So I'm charging all of us. It can get tough. It can get what? Life is some way now. We have a lot of... Oh, you have another one. Good. You have a lot of issues. Economic challenges. Financial challenges. Health. What? 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 But we still must make time for God. That is a simple message. And I can bet you, if you make time for God, all the other things will fall in place. Matthew 6.33 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. So today, I want you to go and organize your Christian life. Is the message clear enough? Does it make sense? Go and organize your Christian life. Go and start something. Go and start a, develop, a, a, a devotion. Go and start change. Get some videos. Get some music. Get some books, Christian books. Develop your faith. And the overflow of that will be now you will want to reach out. And when you reach out, you'll be effective. And now the blessings of sowing in will come to you. God will help you. I want you to be on your feet. We have just some few minutes to go. I want you to pray and ask God to give you the grace this morning. As we are wrapping up with this soul winning series, ask God to give you the grace, the grace to reach out, the grace. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.